Do life's greatest questions seem like a mystery? Well, we're probably going to talk about it here at Appalachian Liturgy. Important questions like, are you a Jedi or an Imperial? Is oatmeal actually a breakfast cereal? Is a Catholic weekday really called a ferial? Did you know that Mr. Rogers was Presbyterial? So join us as we have a little fun talking about thy kingdom come. Hello, and welcome to the Appalachian Liturgy Podcast. I'm Justin Bowling. And I'm the Reverend Brooke Ashley. And you may notice that Justin Stacy is not with us tonight. So uh, he'll be joining us again next week very soon. But in his place, I think we've improved the screen. I think if you're watching. Yes. Um, <laughs> is my friend, Miss Alice Lucas. And so we want to welcome her to Appalachian Liturgy. And uh, she has joined us tonight. We're going to talk about school. And um, the reasons that some folks choose to homeschool or stay in public school. And I know that that's a conversation that lots of Christian families have is, you know, where do we, where do we line up with this and how do we do this? And so um, all three of us have children um, and we're going to talk about our reasons for choosing the ways we've done that. But to start us off, we always ask our guests, I mean, it would not be anything Appalachian if we didn't ask you to tell us a little bit about your story, uh, especially your as it pertains to your faith. So Miss Alice Lucas, welcome to Appalachian Liturgy. Well, thank you guys for having me. I appreciate that. Uh, yeah, I enjoy talking about my faith. Um, I've been a Christian um, most of my life. Um, I grew up in a uh, little Southern Baptist church, um, and I've uh, kind of weaved my way through several denominations uh, as I was in school and tried to, to find out where, uh, where I was to land. And um, I found that I, I fit really well in the United Methodist Church. So um, that's where I know Brooke. Uh, we both attend uh, Gray. So, um, yeah. Um, Faith is everything to me. Um, uh, it always has been. Uh, you know, of course, we all have our journeys. <laughs> and I'll, I'll leave it right there. But um, yeah, so uh, I, I try to base my decisions um, having talked to the Lord before I, before I move forward. And I find that that helps me, keeps me grounded. So I try to keep that lid looking through that lens yeah alice is, is being modest but she has a beautiful voice uh she she uses it very much to help us worship at church and uh really has a heart for leading worship and is very creative and does all of our beautiful altars and um we're just thankful for the ways that she uses her creative artistic abilities of which I have this zero, um, <laughs> you know, to help us worship. So, uh, we find yeah. ourselves leading worship together a lot. So I'm right uh, there with you on the creative ability stuff. I feel like that's the type of stuff you're talking about, you know, setting the altar and things like that, that you don't think about, but when it's done right, it makes so much difference and, you know, can really focus your attention where it needs to be. So that's, yeah. that's a really 
So for me, you know, I've really been hammering this home lately with our local congregation. Worship is supposed to be participatory, right? I mean, like, and we've talked about that bowling and we've talked about that over here. And so you participate with all of your senses. And so every, if we can engage those senses in lots of different ways, um, and so Alice uses her, her gifts to do that. So my creativity is not in visual arts or performing art or anything like that. Um, so I, there's some creativity about me in other ways, but, and God has gifted me in those ways, but not in that way. So, um, I can stumble my, my way through an altar design maybe, but, um, yeah, so, so anyway, so we're talking about school and our choices with our children. So just so that our listeners know, I have two adult-ish children. <laughs> um, we call them baby adults. So one's in college and one is a new mama. And who, uh, by the way, Mighty Hudson cut his first tooth today. And I saw him moving too. He's just yes. having a... Uh... Yeah, he's moving. <laughs> A lot of milestones. We're army crawling. So army crawling this week, cut a tooth this week. The gate systems are all up now. Um, So yeah, so it's been a, it's been a big week for Mr. Mighty Hudson. Um, But yeah, so I have grown children and uh, we started out really kind of contemplating this, the public school versus private school versus homeschooling when they were young. And uh I thought maybe I could do the homeschool thing or I wanted to. And uh, we started that in pre-K and it lasted about three days. And I said, no way, <laughs> this is not me. So, um, I mean, and we, we've come back and forth. I mean, as public school has changed, I mean, my kids have been gra- have graduated several years ago now, but um We've had, and, and I will say this, we have had some schools that we have absolutely adored and loved, and we've had some schools that we've kind of just survived, if you will. Um, some schools that very much felt like private schools and some schools that I didn't feel like anybody knew me from Adam. Um, so, you know, I, I think that has to play in it to, to it. That played into it for us. Um so we kept our children in public schools and uh, one, we, one of our children was incredibly social and um, just, she would have been miserable at home. And so that, that played into it. The other one was incredibly not social, which actually played in it as well um, because we needed the, she would have been happy to stay at home and never interact with anybody else. And, Um, so school kind of pushed her to interact with other people, but one of the things that boiled down to us is we didn't feel like we could stand in the pulpit and encourage people to be around people who were not like them. If we were sheltering our children and we have lots of friends who have homeschooled and has been wonderful experiences for them. And, um, it wasn't the thing for us. Um, so, so that's where I'll say that. So that's where I line up. That's what we did. Um, we really seriously contemplated homeschooling Abby, our youngest, um, in her later years, um, because of, 
uh, her soccer schedule. She was playing soccer at a very high competitive level and travel in the country. And frankly, she was driven and school attendance was being hard and she didn't feel like she was being pushed enough in school. Um, but we decided to kind of stick it out. One, we were not in an area that had a good homeschool population. And so the options to us were limited, but I've done a lot of talking to so somebody else. Take it away. Like somebody go interrupt me. Bowling, Alice. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead, Alice. Instead of uh, me and Brooke talking over you, let's hear okay. no, your that's experience. Fine. That's fine. <laughs> now, um, I too have an adult daughter. Um, and she, um, she would be in her junior level of classes uh, in college. Um, but at this moment, she's, she's taking a break, um, medical break and other things. So, um, but um, we originally uh, were planning to put Rachel in our local public school. Uh, we have a, a lovely um, group of friends who actually teach at, um, at the local schools here in Gray. And uh, so that was our originally what we had thought to do. But um, Rachel uh, is, uh, she was a little young, we thought, uh, to put her into school, into the school system right away. So we decided to, to keep her back out a year um, uh, instead of sending her straight into kindergarten. And um, that was fine for me. I, I, I have... I had a career working with children, you know, I've worked with children all my life. So I am, um, I actually at that time was a preschool teacher myself. And oh, uh, wow. So it felt so, right uh, perfect for you. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, right. So Rachel was actually, she would attend with me. Uh, so she was familiar with that. You know, she would interact with the kids that were in my class. She would then go to her class. And, you know, so she's, she had been around that all her life uh, with other kids and uh, working whether it be in school or, I mean, in church um, or through the preschool. So um, that didn't bother me at all to, to hold her um, back for that year. Um, it was while I had her exclusively that year um, that we started to contemplate, hmm, you know, what, what do we want to do? And at that time, um, her dad did quite a bit of traveling with work and, and um it was really nice to be able to um, to take some quality time as a family. Um, you know, we could we could pack up her things and and we could go on family trips. And my family doesn't. I mean, they're not far. They're about an hour and a half away. Some of them at the time I had one in California, um, so we didn't see her that often. But um, you know, we would have to visit my family. I mean, it's like a pack the car and go kind of thing. Um, so it was really nice to be able to, to school uh, in, in un, unusual times and unusual days um, uh, and, and, and pick up and go. Uh, so that was kind of, that was the, her dad and I were like, hmm, this is kind of nice. Um, so when it came time to make the decision uh, to send her on to, to, to kindergarten, we had been doing kindergarten, uh, so it kind of it kind of me uh, meshed, um, and we ended up being on a an, uh, an actual physical year instead of the school year. So she, you know, she she was so we, it was already starting to bleed, and um, at that time, 
uh, I started looking into my options. And so we looked at public school, we looked at private school, we looked at homeschool. And at that time, I didn't know a single homeschooler, not, not one. Um, but I wasn't that intimidated because, like I said, I've worked with kids. So, and I love education and I love, you know, the time with her. So it kind of bled from that. Um, so there wasn't like a, you know, we, we, we want to raise, you know, it wasn't that we had a, an issue with the school system. It wasn't that we had uh, really uh, deep religious convictions to do it. Uh, it just sort of kind of led into our family that way. And uh, so that year that she would have gone, we decided at that point to try homeschooling and, um, and see how it went. And we kind of made that decision year to year to year um, as to what we would do. And Lo and behold, um, we homeschooled her all the way through high school. So, um, which was never the never originally the plan, um, but uh, but it worked really really well for our family. Um, I don't um, I don't uh, advise it for every family. I don't think it's a good fit for every family. Um, but for our family, it was it was the excellent choice. We were able to meet lots of different people. We were able to um, school kind of like the old um, one room schoolhouse. So there were lots of age groups in our in our midst, uh, lots of people with differing abilities um, that we were able to to learn how to be around and 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 grow in our empathy uh, and be the church in that community as well. A lot of people assume that um, that the people that homeschool are all, you know, really uh, ultra religious. Yes, there's that sect in there, but they're, they're, it's all over the board. It's just like, it's just like everything else. You'll find all kinds and all, all uh, ideologies, um, but it was, so it was, it just really worked for our family. So that was our choice. That, that's, that's pretty awesome. A, a lot of the reasons you gave too were some of the things when, when our oldest, and she's in fourth grade now, but mm -hmm. uh, so on the younger side, but when she was starting school, we seriously considered it for a lot of the same reasons, a lot of the convenience and doing stuff at your own schedule. And we also didn't know at the time, you know, where we we're going to live at permanently. Right. Thing. Didn't want to start her somewhere and then have to pull her out of the school after she started making friends and stuff like that. We decided against it in the end for a, a couple of reasons, you know, one being we, you really have to have somebody dedicated to it full time because it's just impossible otherwise. And neither me or you know, my wife were really in a position where we could have done that at the time. And so it got put on the back burner, but it did kind of come back up seriously again this past like year and a half or two years ago when the COVID stuff started and we started doing the school curriculum, but at home. And wow. that just did not work well with the dynamic that my kids had. I think a lot of it was to do to where we have, we have multiple age groups. And so like they're sitting at home and like the fourth grader has, you know, like almost a full day's worth of work. The second grader had like, you know, they have a couple things you have to do. And then the youngest is like in kindergarten. I mean, there's nothing you can do. It's like, here's a video you watch. And so the older ones would get frustrated while they're sitting there like, oh, I'm done with my work at, you know, 20 minutes later. And, you know, if, and she was not doing as good as she had been. She had never had any problems in school. And we started getting mm -hmm. messages from the teachers saying like, yeah, she doesn't seem like she's as, you know, participating like she used to and, and, and kind of concerned about it. And a lot of it felt 
when it kept coming back to when we'd ask her, it kept coming back to the fact that she was really discouraged that she saw everybody else, you know, out having fun and playing while she wasn't. So we didn't have the time to kind of sit down and manage it then. And we're like, well, if we're going to take the time to sit down and manage it, why not just do it ourselves again? And so we, we had another serious discussion and it almost happened then as well, but we decided to wait it out and kept them in public school where they, you know, third or fourth grade at that point, they had already started making some friends and stuff. And so it, it was kind of hard to make that decision. But uh, we, we did also like the idea, obviously, with homeschool, as you mentioned, of kind of integrating, you know, your faith life with with your schooling. It's not a separate bucket that you put. Uh, yeah. In. It's just all kind of like part of who you are. And uh, we, so we tried to make sure we volunteer more in like Sunday school and things like that to get involved with their faith life then. And that's actually kind of something that I thought was interesting. Last week was catechetical Sunday in the Catholic church. And at mass, we, uh, they recognized like all the teachers. And so they had all the people in the Catholic school that are teachers stand up and for a blessing. And then they said, all your Sunday school teachers. And for this year, I think was the first year I had heard them say it, but they asked all homeschooler parents to stand up as well. And so like, to me, that kind of was one of the questions I was wanting to ask you, especially since you've been involved with it is, it seems like homeschooling has grown, at least from my perspective in recent years. And I, I don't know if that's just like, now that I have kids, I'm more aware of it, or if that's really the case. And if it is, I'm curious if you have any theories on why that might be. Uh, I can answer that uh, as a yes and yes and a no. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I kind of did overload the question, sorry. <laughs> now, uh, when we, as I said, when we first started, uh, when we first made the decision to homeschool, I, as I said, I knew no one uh, in our circle. And the church that we were actually um, part of was a large church. I mean, like 800. And we were the family, which was unusual. Um, and, um, but, that changed, that, that began to change pretty rapidly. Um, and um, when Rachel was in her third and fourth grade year, um, we were part of a network that uh, we have like a, an email tree or what have you in the area. And there were over a thousand families in the Tri-Cities area that homeschooled. So uh, that's a pretty significant number. Yeah. Uh, that has grown um, almost exponentially um, in her schooling, uh, in the, in the eight, uh, four, 12 or 14 years, you know, that we did it considering preschool up all the way through. Um, I think there are many, uh, reasons why I think when it started becoming more mainstream people, you know, it wasn't like, and when, when people realized it wasn't like you had to live, like you were on a little house on the prairie, and have the stair step. Now there are stair step, you know, families. Um, but I mean, we we were unique in that way too. We were not only um, brand new to it and didn't have any friends in it. We were a, God forbid, one child family. You know, <laughs> that was unusual. I mean, you know, so I mean, that was kind of bizarre as well, you know. Um, so along the, the way, I think um, as it became more mainstream, people started to entertain the ideas um, and our opportunities have increased um, over the years as well, because now you have lots of different opportunities to be involved in co-ops, uh, which meet regularly. Um, we have some uh, 
we have classical conversations in the area, which is classically based, and they have communities in our in our midst. Um, we started with one uh, that met on um, on Tuesdays, I think Monday, Mondays on Mondays, and now we have five of those communities in the local area. And uh, there are opportunities to play sports. We have sports teams. Um, you know, uh, we, we uh, work in coordination with some of the local private schools, um, you know, and, and play sports, those that we don't have our own. Um, so, I mean, it's, it's just becoming much more mainstream. So that's one reason. A second reason is um, that, um, you know, unfortunately, the, the, the violence they've seen, the things that have happened have caused some people to, to, to um, consider it out of fear of what is going on. Um, sure. There's less of that, though, than you think. Um, but then there are some that look at a, a look at homeschooling. And by the way, homeschooling is not what you all were doing at home with your kids. No, 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 no. That's <laughs> not that, 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 that is much stricter than what we have. You know, that's that. And I hate for people to feel like that, 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 that is what homeschooling is. Cause it's not, it's not, that was that school at home. But it was not homeschool. That was something at home, I guess. Yeah, that was something at home. Yeah, <laughs> that was and misery that, you know, and heartache. <laughs> yeah, that's, I, mean, yeah. That's, I, I don't envy that at all. I mean, that's difficult. That, in the best of circumstances, that was really, really difficult. So, kudos to all all the parents that have had to deal with that issue, and the teachers uh, that have had to okay. deal with that. Issue. And trust me, you know, we've been praying for you guys through that through that whole mess, but. Um, but yeah, don't confuse the two. They're, they're, they're different. <laughs> um, but I do think that some people thought that it's easy, you know, bring them home. You know, you get to do what you want to do when you want to do it. No, there's a lot of discipline that moves in there too. I mean, because you, you need to get the stuff done. So, um, you know, so we have a lot of, uh, uh well, and there, there is a term called unschooling, uh, and some people do that, and that's it's, to, it's a perfectly legitimate type of uh, curriculum um, choice. Um, but some people were considering letting it be all child driven and doing whatever they wanted to do when they wanted to do it was was schooling, and that's you know that's kind of difficult. Um, but yeah, it's becoming, I'd be like PE all the time, please. <laughs> yeah. PE all the time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so there, there are many different options and I think, um, people seeing it actually, uh, be successful has helped as well. Um, but I, I do believe it's because it's just much more mainstream, uh, now than it, than it was before. And I think people understand now it's not just uh, what you had had originally conceived it to be, because there was a time I would I would have said there was no way I'd do that, because you're they're too they're too sheltered they're too uh, they don't know the world um, they they uh, they're in a very small bubble, and, you know, and and they're they're going to be have a big shock going out into the real world. Um, I'm sure, and I don't know, I can't say. 
sure. I, I know. I know that there are families that that has happened, and that's that's a terrible shame. Um, but for the most part, I feel like today there are so many opportunities to be involved in the community um, that that is less of an issue now than it than it was. Um, so yeah. I know I talk too much. No, no, no. Oh, absolutely not. We're out of here. So I think, you know, I think, I mean, when, when our kids were little and and your youngest, your, your Rachel is the same age as, as Abby, our youngest. Yeah, she's right in in there. And, you know, and, and at the time I can remember the big concern that our family and our friends had when we talked about this was that really at the time the only people at least in our area you know um that were doing homeschooling were kind of religious zealots you know they were yes yeah um, I mean your science was kind of biblically based and there if that is is that I mean is that even a thing I mean can you have science? you're talking creation based yeah yeah totally totally creation based yeah. yeah and so I mean I think there was a lot of concern with that is that, is there, is there a, is there a section of homeschooling that's still kind of like that now? Oh yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. You're going to find, you're going to find that um, you'll find that you'll find both in both extremes. You'll find those that are, are complete zealots in, in, and very um, um, dictatorial about what their children are, are allowed and not allowed to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you'll have on the other spectrum, um, little Johnny, I'll just put him, I'll wake him up. Well, I don't, he'll wake up when he wants to wake up this morning and he'll do whatever he's going to do. And we'll call that school. Yeah, that has <laughs> been my experience over w- where I was at. I'm trying, I'm trying to be very careful in how I say this. <laughs> I get it. Yeah. But I get um, it. So, so in, in the recent past, some of the folks, not, not everybody mm-hmm. from my, the place where I was originally or a little while ago, it seemed, it felt to me that they chose to homeschool because they just didn't want to live on a schedule, oh. you know? So like, they did that kind of whenever you get up and, you know, and to me, somebody who kind of likes structure and order, uh-huh. I think that was a really poor, poor reason um, to homeschool to just not be told when you have to be somewhere or, you know, um, so I don't know. So, so that was a struggle for me, but what I will say when my kids were real little um, pre-K through third grade for Anna and then pre-K and first grade for Abby, we went to a year round school. Mm-hmm. And so we absolutely loved it because yeah. like you were saying, traveling with Rachel, we had these right. three week breaks in the fall and three week breaks in the winter and then three week break in the spring. And so instead of just having all of our off time in the summer, where, what do you do? You go to the beach, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, we go with, with everybody else with everybody and it's 9,000 degrees and it's just miserable. <laughs> You know, and you got sand everywhere. <laughs> I mean, you know, and when you went places, you were, you were, you were just with all these people. Mm-hmm. And um, so it did allow us the opportunity to do some 
fun things and visit places when the crowds were down. And, you know, I am jealous of my homeschooling friends. They've got to do some really cool stuff. I mean, you know, they taught history by going places. Yes. And making that, the history yeah, that's, alive. Oh, that's awesome. You know, that's the way we did it. That's the way we did it. You know, yeah. instead of just reading it out of a book and watching a movie. Yeah. So. Well, one, one, uh, one great thing that I, that I really appreciated as well is that, you know, we all, we all have our different learning styles. Um, some of us are visual, some of us are auditory, some of us are tactile. So being able to tap in to the learning style was key in allowing her to um, academically, well, I don't want to say excel, but I mean, she, she was able to, it flourished. Because, she, flourished. Yeah, she flourished because she was allowed that, those opportunities. You know, when you got 25, 35 kids in a classroom, you can't, you can't do that. And, and you, right. you also don't have the ability. I mean, let's be honest. Some of your day is, you know, teaching them to walk the lines, to get ready to go somewhere. You know, I mean, yeah. it's all, it's all about, um, uh, logistics of things, you know, so you're spending a lot of time with logistics, uh, instead of actually getting to dive into those things. Uh, so as you can see, Rachel's an artist. So we did a lot of our learning, um, with lap books. I mean, we'd, we'd create lap books and we would, uh, you know, delve if, if we got into American history, for instance, uh, and we're looking at the 1800s, um, and we're learning about the 1800s, we went out, we, we dyed fabric, we, you know, we pulled the, the wildflowers, you know, we, we pressed things, we learned how to, to sew, you know, those samplers, and things like that, so she was able to really experience those things um, on a more tangible level, because we had the opportunities to take our time and savor those types of things. Um, you, you can't do that. I mean, it, obviously, that's, that's a, a big, huge bonus when you're at home to be able to do those types of things. So that, that was fantastic for us. Um, being able to tap into, to, well, here, here's one thing, because I was asking her, because I, I wanted her opinion, you know, yeah. I, it's, she's the one that's, uh, you know, that's, that it affected the most. Uh, of course, it redeemed my, my uh, education as well, because I was a, I was a high uh, level academic student. Um, known as a bookworm and all that stuff, you know, going through school. But we call I'll that a nerd. Yeah, I was a yeah, nerd. We, 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 all, we all embrace nerds it. on Appalachian yeah. literature. Yeah. So, I have a Darth Vader shirt on. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, but honestly, a lot of the things that I learned at the time, I was I was I was teaching to the test. You know, I mean, so I mean, like I would put it in my short term memory to get that hundred on that quiz or whatever, and then. Three months later, I wouldn't remember diddly squat, you know, so um, so being able to help her learn how to learn, because that's the the big thing about being able to be homeschool is that we're not teaching to a particular subject. Everything's integrated because it's all God's world. So we get to look at everything in as a multiplex, as a universe not as a subject matter, 
And so that helped us a whole lot to, to understand how, how things work, you know, and how God is a, a God of order when we're looking at math. Why, why is that, you know, why, why is that truth helpful, you know, kind of thing. So we're able to incorporate in our day. Um, but, you know, when we found a curriculum that is very popular, uh, a lot of academic uh, students use it, it just didn't click for us. You know, as a homeschooler, hey, no problem. Let's find one that does. And when we did that, she took off. So, I mean, you know, that that's, those are the types of things that you just savor and think, oh, thank you, because that worked. You know, and her ability to be um, a volunteer. Like we worked with Second Harvest a lot. We were in beta club, you know. So we were, we were getting to have those opportunities to go out and serve our community. Um, when, when others, you know, were stuck in a classroom. So that, that's, that was a joy for us as well. So, you know, is it for everybody? Absolutely not. But for our family, it was, it was definitely a, an opportunity to, to be the hands and feet mm-hmm. along the journey. Mm-hmm. So that's really great. When you talk about like being able to identify learning styles, you, you got to think that an engaged parent would be able, one of the best people to help that, to identify that of their children rather than, you know, a teacher who unfortunately can only see that child for a couple hours a day. So yes. that, that definitely yeah. seems like that's a huge advantage. It um, was. And, you know, we were, we were very fortunate. We were in co-ops and things like that. So she's had other teachers. I mean, and, and she, yeah. because she, uh, she was uh, at home. She was able to take college, you know, she took college courses as a 14, 15 year old. So, I mean, you know, that, that was, that was okay too. Um, but um, so she's had those opportunities, but, and as much as they love her, they don't know her as well. I knew her. So I would know, I could see the, when the light bulb was going off or when we were, you know, no one was home. <laughs> that yeah. blank stare, like, yeah. On that same subject too, since you do have a background in like preschool, would mm-hmm. some layperson like me have any handholding to be able, be able to help with stuff like that? Or do you think oh, that yes. some kind of background like that is really necessary to be able no. to? No, no. And that, that, uh, and, and I have, I have a lot of friends who are teachers who, who, who spent many, many years um, honing their 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 craft and are fantastic in the classroom um and i i'm not um i'm not trying to say that 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 that's that that we we're on the same plane but no um god equips uh he he truly does equip um so absolutely you could i have seen i have seen in my walk um moms who 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 do the homeschooling i've seen dads who do the homeschooling i have seen grandparents who do the homeschooling um with with their children it's it's a matter of whether or not you're willing to be engaged um and 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 you have the opportunity to be engaged some families you know we were very fortunate we could be home or i could be home with her not everyone has that that opportunity. And I'm not going to, I'm not going to even, um, you know, speak to that because that, that there are people who both have to work. I mean, and, and there are single parent homes. 
you know, and, and there are single parent homeschoolers, uh, which I admire greatly because I, I, that, that is a definitely, you know, once again, he has equipped them to do that, but it is not a, an easy walk by any means to do, to step into those shoes and do that. So, uh, but yes, you would be surprised. You, well, you shouldn't be surprised. You're a good dad. I'm sure you're a good dad. I'm surprised you can't hear the girl. Sometimes the girls make a, a cameo appearances. They Yay. usually do. Yeah. Yay. Yay. <laughs> they wait a few but minutes. Now, before they... I, it's, it's amazing to me because they're, they're, you know, and I'm not going to tell you, there weren't days when I wasn't praying for that big yellow bus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there, there are days. And see, I grew up, a, I grew up going to public school. So, I mean, you know, I, I know the public school system um, or, or, well, I knew, I knew the public school system. It's a little bit different now than it was when I was in school. You know, it's been a few years, just a few. Um, but uh, yeah, so I mean, there there are days. It's not it's not the it's not for the faint of heart, but um, but truly, yeah, you could definitely do it. Absolutely, you could do it. I think there's challenges both in the public, you know, having there kids are. in public school, absolutely, and yeah. um, the homeschooling, you know, and, and I, I've been in the unique position to work with lots of families that have chosen the, the different routes for lots of different reasons and, and families that have bounced back and forth, you know, yes, they say, I have friends that do that. I homeschool for a while. And then the parents or the life circumstances or the child wants to try public school, they do public yeah. school for a while and then they come back to homeschooling or vice versa, you know? Yeah. Um, and I think, I think the key to that is really paying attention to what's going on and not just jerking yourself around like it got tough. So, you know, I'm going to quit or I don't like what's going on in public school. So I'm yanking my kids out. You know, I think we saw a lot of that with COVID. Sure. I mean, I, I know a lot of folks who said, I think we're just going to homeschool because I, I don't want my this or that, you know, it lasted for like three weeks and they're like, sign me up, like get me back in school. Um, so I don't think it's as easy as some people think it is, you know, but I also don't think sometimes it's as hard as some of us fear that it would be. Um, yeah. You know, for me, I think part of it was Anna just, she needed the Uber structure of the public school system. Like she needed desks in a row. She needed facing forward. She needed that, you know, and later on in life, some things came forward that we realized why she needed that. And so, um, I think that's important to, to recognize too. I mean, it's kind of like when you ask a mom, so are you going to be a stay-at-home mom? Or are you going to be a working mom? Or are you going to be a breastfeeding mom or a bottle mom? And like yeah. people say, oh, I'm going to do this. And then life comes at you and then people feel guilty for changing their minds like life changes sometimes like I thought for sure I wanted to be a stay-at-home mom like that was what I wanted to do and I realized that it was not what God was calling me to do like God was calling me to be a mom right but there were other things at play there and when I was trying to be a stay-at-home mom I was being pulled in all these directions and so you know, that discernment is so important. And I think the, the ability to allow yourself to change when circumstances change, you know, um, is so you definitely need to be pliable. You need to, and, and, and my, my main suggestion, and I've told this along the way, you know, cause I've, I've, I've mentored folks, um, 
all along the journey. Um, my my main my main uh, line of defense there is, you know, seek God, and He will direct the path. Uh, he really will. Uh, you've got to be willing to to be pliable though, because um, yeah, I had a plan too, Brooke. You know, I had, I had my little plan and how things were going to work out, and um, all along the way his his plan's much better than mine and I've I've learned that along the along the journey. But um but yeah uh there there are certainly avenues for for all of our families and what we need to do is be um supportive to all the just all the different ways that schooling happens. Um because because we all have our uh, uh opportunities as parents, grandparents, uh, the community around a child uh, to help them grow, you know, to help them grow. I thought something else that came to mind when we were thinking about this or talking about this is how much our society is structured around the school year, right? Like our society really revolves around the school year. And I don't know that that really I don't think I really realized that until our first graduated. And then when our second graduated, I realized that because, I mean, Aaron and I got married while we were in college. And so I I really didn't not know school, if you know what I mean. Like, so, you know, we had, Anna was a senior in college. And um, so that we only had like a year and a half because we put her into mom stay out, which ran with the school year. And then I went back to school. And by the time I was out of school, then they were in elementary school. So, you know, I mean, my whole life had been based that I could remember around the school year. And um, I don't think we realize that as a culture, that that is the way we do it. I mean, we even structure. I don't think I thought about that. Yeah, we even structure activities in the church around the school year, even mm-hmm. for people who aren't in school. Wow. So it's, you know, and um, that first year that we didn't have a kid in school, I was like, I don't know what to do. Like, what, what, oh gosh, it's time for, you know, I mean, it just, it was so strange, but, it, and I don't think. So I think part of it, when we hear about people homeschooling, that that's part of the kind of cocking our head a little bit, because whether we believe, realize it or not, I mean, our life revolves around the school year. So that uh, I really kicked the system like early on because I was running, as I told you earlier, I was running on a physical year that really blew people's minds. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Because like, like in January, she's the next, technically the next grade. You can't do that. You have to be the next grade. Right That's years. the rules. You know, so yeah. So I was like breaking all the rules, you know. Now, it's like that crazy fiscal year versus calendar year stuff. You that's were, it. That's pretty much, that's it. So, uh, you know. But, but that's, that's another joy of homeschooling is that we don't, we don't, or majority of us don't get caught up in like uh, uh, levels. It's like once you've learned something, once you've mastered something, you move on. So if that happens in January, great. If that happens in June, great. If that happens in August, great. You know, whatever. So that's that does throw off, throws a whole big kink in that whole 
school year mm -hmm. um, because, uh, you know, things do revolve around that. And so did I, you do graduation like on New Year's Eve? Uh, well, see, the odd thing was see, she, she ended up getting done early. Right. Yeah. So, you know, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. So it's, it's, you know, six of one, half a dozen of the other, but, you know, but <laughs> she, walked, she walked to the walk with, with all her friends, you know, but she's, she's done. Yeah. How, um, you know, one of the things that really kind of played into modern Aaron's decision was we had seen so many, cause for those who don't know, Aaron and I did youth ministry for many, 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 many years before going into the pastoral ministry. And, um, so we just saw all these kids who were really sheltered, whether they were homeschooled or not, you know, they were church kids they weren't exposed to people who had different beliefs than them. And um, that was one of our big fears about homeschooling was we wanted our children to be exposed at an early age so that their faith became their own as they grew instead of being like 15 or, or 16. Bombarded or something at once when, yeah. You know. Yeah. And be like, oh, oh my gosh. Like, you know. No, we've thought the same thing too. Yeah. Yeah. So um, how, how does that, I mean, how would, if somebody, if that was a concern of somebody when they were thinking about homeschooling, how would you allay that concern? Uh, that, that was a big, that was a big problem for my, my family. Uh, when we made that decision, uh, they worried about her socialization and most people do, they worry about their socialization and they worried that she would be that, you know, that for whatever reason she, she would be sheltered, um, we made the conscious decision to make sure that um, that she met people that were different than she was um, because life is like that. Um, you know, there, there are lots of different people that don't agree with the way you, that the way you um, believe. Um, and there are those who physically are different than you are. Um, so, we, we made that conscious decision to make sure we had classes where we were with other people that were different. Um, also, as I said, we were, we were, we were teaching her how to learn. So she could, she could go off and, and learn about something. Um, and she knew that she had the tools, she had the tools to know how to do that. Well, one, one way she's going to learn about um, a friend who's of a different faith or of no faith is to have conversations with these with with others and um and so i feel like um for her and we we had this discussion actually this week when in preparation of this i said you know do you feel like when you went to college you were you were prepared um not academically academically she was fine and mo most homeschoolers will be academically fine if you are actually yeah. them it's quite a bit of hard data showing exactly that. Yeah, they 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 will come away with what they need, and you will you will have redeemed what you've forgotten too along the way. So academically, I wasn't concerned, um, but I I did want to make sure that that we had not done that, that we had not been had a disservice of of throwing her to the wolves. Now, you know, she's been the big fish in a small pond now what was going to happen. So, you know, actually she said, you know, when she went to school, uh, she found that, um, 
you know, a lot of the people around her were saying she was kinder than others that they met. Um, and probably, I'm not, you know, I can't, I can't uh, speak to all of that, but I do know that she at least had um, experience with people who were different than she was, mm. either physically or, or um, you know, in their faith walk. Um, because although we are in the Tri-Cities and the majority of us are Christian, and she did uh, attend a Christian-based uh, classical uh, community there for several years, um, their main goal is to know God. That's, this is their mission, to know God and to make him known. Well, you can't do that if you're not willing to, to walk in someone else's shoes. So we spent a lot of time learning about different religions, learning about different parts of the world, knowing where those places actually are in the world, you know, and, and that, that's very helpful because that gives you an insight that, you know, it's not about you, number one. And number two, there are lots of people that are not going to agree with you. And you need to have the ability to, to debate with someone in love. And that's not screaming your position at them that is actually noting where they are and you know having having a meaningful connection and so I think she was prepared are all of them no way some of them are are it's a shock it's like putting your toe in you know the ocean at 42 degrees or whatever well, you know it, but you know not all public not all public school kids are right no she was saying you know in in her particular classes um uh you know she she was like one of the first to like if, if she didn't know something well she knew to ask right no brainer but most people don't you know what i'm saying i mean it's it's like you're not you're you're told what to think and what i've seen with public school students they want to know what's going to be on the test that's yeah yeah you know, they, what's going to be on the can, test and so that they can do what i did <laughs> yeah <laughs> and what i did you know because i mean people want to talk about your act scores and i'm like y'all yeah those high act scores does not necessarily mean you're going to be successful in college no like it, just, it doesn't it so doesn't <laughs> she she had like these social skills that you would not have expected you know the the kid that you know well and even abby i mean growing up in southwest virginia right in a high school who in five grades because they were eight through 12 had less students in it than my my high school graduating class right i mean she graduated i think it was with 60 kids you know so she went off to college and she, it was an eye-opening experience for her because she was used to these really small classes. And now she's gone to a private university. So, I mean, her classes are smaller, but uh, she said, I didn't feel necessarily really prepared. She's, I mean, the, the county we lived in was 99% Caucasian wow. and if you weren't Christian, you didn't open your mouth about it. You know, I mean, so, um, she said that first semester, like I was just like a deer in the headlights a lot of the times. And so I think 
we even our kids are in public schools we kind of project sometimes on what we think a homeschooling kid is going to be like when our public school kids are reflecting some of those same characteristics that we're afraid of in our you know I mean how many of us in our adult life need to know how to navigate a lunchroom squabble right yeah (laughs) I mean it is valuable life skills (laughs) (laughs) You know, I mean, how, so I don't know, you know, I I think something that you said is something that we so need in our culture, whether you're coming from a Christian faith-based perspective or something else, and that's the ability to have a conversation with somebody who does not align with your worldview, you know, Um, (laughs) yeah, I mean, there's a lot of worldviews out there and even within the umbrella of Christianity, there are a lot of different perspectives and takes on that. And, um, you know, it, it's a skill that you used to learn by being around people who weren't like you, but I'm not sure that that's being accomplished in the public school setting right now. Um, I don't know, but it's such a skill that we need. Like we were just talking about this at lunch today, Aaron and I, um, about how, how do you love people that you don't agree with? Like, you know, we're, we tend as a culture to talk about liking, like we confuse those two. Um, so I don't know. So I, I've just been thoroughly impressed with a bunch of the kids that I have met through homeschooling. Now there have been some that I'm thinking this is not working for you. Like, you know, it seems like a lot of the same characteristics that you need. If your kids in public school or homeschool, like carry over, you need a parent that's involved in trying to help fill in gaps that they're it. struggling with and yeah it's just different areas you're having to focus on more but it's easy to mess up on one side or the other it doesn't really matter you can oh yeah you can do a poor job either way so what is your advice if if somebody came to you and said we're really struggling with what to do with our children um i mean i know that you couldn't just be like bam here's the the perfect equation but you know how, how do you help them discern what they should do that's a very good question, um, and I, I've had I've had the opportunity to to walk with a few that you know chosen different paths along the way. Um, the very first thing I, I, I really number one, if you're in a if you're in a two parent home, you you both you both are going to have to be on the same page. Um, you're going to have to have, be able to be supportive of one another, and if you're in a one per, uh, parent home, you're going to need some support. Uh, regardless if they're in school uh, or they're at home, uh, you're definitely going to need some support. Um, there are so many um, opportunities and so many, even within the homeschooling community, there are so many different ways to approach learning. You have unit studies, you have um, uh, like, a, you have sub- subject by subject um, you have the traditional um, school setting of, you know, English, math, science, what have you. You have what's called Charlotte Mason. Um, it's a like uh, living books where you're you doing a lot of, you know, reading and nature studies and things like that. You've got the classical view um, that um, is very similar to what was one room schoolhouse. So, I mean, there, there are lots of different um, avenues to explore. Um, I would say, first of all, take a deep breath, 
because, um, and then pray about what, what you think you might need to do. I would seek out um, people in the, in the different arenas that, that you feel could be, mentor you um, and, and that you could ask questions of. Uh, someone who works in the public school system, someone who works in the private school system, someone who is a homeschooler, shadow them, you know, um, uh, allow them the opportunity to talk with Rachel. I mean, they and they have, you know, because they need to know from their viewpoint, not just mom or dad, you know. Um, so my my first thing would be because it's overwhelming. It there. And it used to be less overwhelming when Rachel was smaller, even though it was pretty overwhelming at that point. Um, the, the choices of curriculum these days would blow your mind. Um, you know, it's just so much information. Um, but breathing is the first thing, first thing to do because a lot of people forget to do that. And then, um, you know, I can walk them through different little things, but it's not something to take lightly. Um, and it is something to pray over. It really is something to pray over. Um, but um, yeah, we could, we could give them opportunities to see it in, in action and they can get better ideas. of You, you know. know, and what was striking me as you were talking about that was the intentionality that you're yes. really calling people to like intentionally, yes. you know, make the choice if yes. you're even considering it you need to be intentional about it and not just go well, easy not one um, thing was hard in you know public school so i'm going to yeah completely you, change my child's education based on this one encounter. absolutely yes. you cannot make base your decisions on moment to moment um difficulties challenges um you know it's it's not something to be emotionally it's it's got to be more than that um well and I think you know having had kids through the public school system most by far most of the teachers that we had were phenomenal oh yeah. yeah you know I knew that they loved my kids I knew they wanted what was the best for my kids we did have at least one year that comes straight to mind you know where we had a teacher just sit us down and say your child talking about Abby is never going to be more than mediocre. And you just need to understand that, you know? And I'm like, no, like, you know, okay. <laughs> yeah. And I was yeah. like, you know, we just, and it was a new school for her. And, you know, and I was like, yeah, no, you know, in the last school, she did it really well. And I, and I think my gut reaction was yank that kid out and let's do something else. But I needed her to understand that not everybody was going to see you the same way, you know, and as hard as that year was, there was a lot of lessons that she learned through Mm -hmm. that. I mean, but you want to talk about a hands-on mama. I mean, I was like there, you know, all the time, maybe even more so if it's possible than I was in other years. Mm -hmm. And so it really was about intentionality and, and being engaged. And that's what I hear from you, that homeschooling is not just something that, well, you wake up today and you decide that I'm going to homeschool my kids and, you know, oh, it's a big party all the time. So. Oh, it's definitely not. And one thing I would really like to stress too, and I think I'm satisfied the majority of of people that I know that teach know this, though my heart, 
it it has nothing to do with with uh, with what we feel is the capability of the teachers in the system. They, I mean, they they most of them are phenomenal. Um, you know, we have uh, great relationships with them. So uh, it's not a slight to any other form that we chose to do what we did. Um, you know, that's that's not that didn't even actually didn't even enter our minds. Um, I, I know that it does for some, but, you know, there, there are lots of people that choose based on fear or based on uh, um, tensions uh, with, with others, you know, or what have you. But um, that's not the majority of us. That's not our, that's not our reasoning behind that. Uh, not that we don't think that they can be done, you know, that it can be done. It's just a, it's just a personal decision. So um, do I feel like um, there are, you know, even within our community, and it happens with private school as well, you know, there are some students that are in the private school system or in homeschooling that were expelled from other uh, alternatives. You know, and they're, they're in that situation with us now too. So, you know, you just have a, you just have a plethora of, of, of students and styles and, and personalities. And, you know, it's just like everything else, but uh, yeah, if, if you're going to make a choice, it, you need to be extremely intentional about, um, about that, because this is, this is not something, this is not coloring, this is not choosing the color of the outfit you're going to wear the next day. These are your children, you know, so um, this, this should be a, a weighty decision, but um, I can tell you, though, that once we made the decision and we followed through with the way that we were supposed to go, the burden lifted. So, um, you know, there, there was a, a call to it. And for me, I really do feel like it for Brooke, for your family, it was a calling to go into public school, calling for our family, right. the other. So, um, you know, I think that's makes a, 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 makes the decision a little easier if you, if you will just follow through with what you're called to do. I think it's a great word and a good word to end on tonight that yeah. different people are called to different things and yes. um, we need to be faithful to that calling. So, well, Alice, we appreciate you joining us on. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Thanks for introducing us. Brooke. <laughs> yeah. And we'll have her back on when we have something else, but um, how does Stacy normally end our thing? Um, thanks and peace be with you. Peace be with you. Peace be with you. Thank you so much for tuning in. We really hope you got some enjoyment out of the podcast this week. Remember to check out our website, www.appalachianliturgy.com, and follow us on all of our social medias. If you want an easy way to support us, though, make sure to subscribe to our channels and like our videos on YouTube. Also, join our email list for updates and let us know how we're doing. See you next week, everyone. Appalachian Liturgy Podcast is a JRS Studios production.